So thank you very much for this presentation. It's the best I ever had in my life, so <laughs> it's surprising listening to these things. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank um, Alexander Franklin for the support during my residential period here in Oxford last year. And um, then, of course, I'd like to thank all the archivists uh, at the Special Collection Reading Room that helped me a lot. Finally, last but not least, I'd like to thank uh, who donated and uh, cataloged. So thanks to uh, Michael Hughes and Marconi Documents. Without all these persons, my paper wouldn't be written. And maybe this wouldn't be a great loss for the humanity, but I mean, um, this is the paper. Uh, my paper, as you mentioned before, the title is Marconi and the Broadcasting Option, when Marconi didn't invent broadcasting. Um, there is an interesting dichotomy in media history. Uh, on the one hand, point-to-point -point media, uh, often called telecommunications, such as the telegraph, telephone, and cell phones. And on the other hand, uh, one too many media, called also mass media, such as newspapers, radio, and televisions. Um, these two typologies have distinct characteristics. Point-to-point uh, -point media allow two subjects to establish a private conversation, and this means that secrecy is one of the key characters. Uh, secondly, one-to-one -one or point-to-point -point media enable exchange of communication, so they are, uh, with a modern word, interactive. One-to-many media have opposed characteristics. First, their main goal is publicity. One-to-many messages are intended to the largest possible audiences. Secondly, conversation is one way, and the power is mainly in the end of the sender. These differences are uh, important to fully understand the history of wireless telegraphy, wireless telephony, and radio broadcasting too. When wireless telegraphy arrived in late 19th century, it was judged as a point-to-point -point technology, like the wired uh, telegraph. But wireless solved two weaknesses of the old and direct ancestors. Uh, first, it removed the most expensive element of telegraphic networks, so uh, wires and cables. And second, contrary to the electric telegraph, the wired telegraph, a wireless enabled communication in motion. Uh, the point-to-point -point nature of wireless, uh, wireless telegraphy, is confirmed by what were considered its two main problems. Uh, first, every person equipped with a wireless set could pick up and listen to messages exchanged privately. This is the reason why I chose to show you this cartoon that is contained in Wireless World in 1915. And it is entitled Wireless Spy, so spy uh, could be everywhere with wireless. Secondly, the second problem is the fact that everybody owning a wireless set could distract communications and make them incomprehensible. So especially the lack of secrecy, uh, the lack of secrecy and the secrecy is a fundamental character of point-to-point -point technologies, came from the difficulty to direct communications from specific transmitting stations to specific receiving stations, because wireless spread messages all around. With few exceptions, uh, inventors and entrepreneurs did not realize that this deficiency could turn out to be a key strength, namely the possibility to send messages simultaneously to everybody equipped with a wireless set. 
This was the alternative possibility, the one-to-many possibility of wireless. This was later called radio broadcasting. My main aim approaching the Marconi archives was trying to discover if this company had a point-to-point or a one-to-many mentality. So it's a talk and it's a paper also about the mentality of a company. And um, in other words, uh, if Marconi company was interested in exploiting telegraphy, telephony or radio broadcasting. What I found is the fact that Marconi company, the firms that developed telegraphy in, in UK first, understood the possible relevance of broadcasting quite late. But as often happens, the company was not monolithic in this respect and people working uh, there fought in a different and one-to-many way. Uh, the point-to-point um, side, that was the mainstream of the company at that time, was especially sustained by Guglielmo Marconi and the one-to-many option um, was conceived by uh, a person working in Marconi uh, company and it's called Arthur Burroughs. Now I'm, I'm speaking about them. Uh, in every book on the history of broadcasting, one or more chapters are often devoted to Guglielmo Marconi. is uh, often considered the man that invented wireless telegraphy, wireless telephony and radio broadcasting as these technologies were naturally Because first, uh, Burroughs was 
significant advice to provide news and entertainment in private houses. This is broadcast, 1980. Uh, second, it broadcasted the advertising. And Burroughs wrote a second and even more significant document into the joint general manager of Company Company in 1931. And Burroughs realized that at that time, gentle folk and farmers living far from big towns couldn't get fresh news and he proposed the following story. Let's read it together because I think it's interesting. I believe that it would be possible to build up a popular and profitable business in the radiation of news by one step. My idea is that by arrangement with the news agency, a useful outlet might be provided for the crystal, crystal procedures, which I assume are being replaced by budget on ships at sea. I believe that the large staff and transmitters, such as that which are used to transport many occasions, could be heard over the greater part of England on this crystal set without any alteration. It would not require skilled operators and would be free from the trouble associated with high edge batteries and navigation. In view of the fact that we could not lay privacy for news created by power station, I would not suggest the same the apparatus by the higher church, which would include maintenance of the gear and news services offered by us. This memorandum, in my opinion, is a complete project on broadcasting with three main elements. The first one, broadcasting, was conceived, at least in the world's mind, uh, mainly for countryside and for people unable to reach information in other communities. Secondly, information services would simulate the diffusion of wireless sets and the recycling of crystal procedures. Finally, the core business will not sell by itself, but hiring a kind of complete service. These need to be remembered and a few minutes and then you know why. words were mainly unlisten in the economy, and that on the contrary, even in the early 1920s, so when broadcasting was arrived, resisted broadcasting for three main reasons. The first one is the fact that the company had a different, uh, had different business models. The second one is connected with politics, British politics, and the third one is related to technology. Let's discuss each of them. First one, different business models. Uh, I'm writing three main uh, points. The fact that the company was a common kind of company, and the ranking mentality instead of a settled mentality, and the fact that while the celebrity was being international and uh, broadcasting was national testimony. Let's go with the first one. And in general memorandum, okay, and we can read it together, that our policy, so I understand, is to remain in the business of news carrier only, so that this approach scheme is apparently counter to us. At that time, and my current business concerned with providing information to newspapers and press agencies, namely being a news carrier. The business of my current company as a news provider was exactly the opposite of a broadcasting company, if you carefully think about it. If broadcasting required sending messages to a wide audience, being a new and news provider meant filling with exclusive news, specific and paying clients. 
on, on the Saturday night on a maybe and more wide wireless and network, more regular than what this stuff. Third point is related to technology. And this is I'm pretty sure you all complained that Chatsworth and Rhythm Stations were the first broadcast program in the United But the main aim of these stations was not transmitting shows to a wide audience, but just to experiment while it's done. As a wireless telegraphy, and this is uh, useful to remember, at the beginning, wireless telegraphy was conceived as a point to point meeting. So, phone calls, think of cell phone today, just bigger and less user friendly, had to be secret and interactive also today. Uh, we would not be happy if everybody could listen to our phone calls, I think. And again, technicians employed by a company like the famous Captain Brown struggled to leave the possibility of wireless. From the documents uh, on the Korean archives, we noticed that early experiments of what some historians later called broadcasting were in real wireless telephones experiments. And transmission of music was a way, in my quote, to encourage public interest to show that no special skill was required to talk to the telephones and to attract a considerable crowd of mystified sightseers. Indeed, at the beginning, Mars Taylor's telephones were carried out by Bodeguin, reading of due material memory for the sake of words. So music replaced the monotony of reading nonsense pages. This was perfectly in line with the wireless handler's desires, being entertained while they were experimenting. Is another call. Burroughs and Fiora struggled to impose a one-to-many vision or strategy. He organized demonstrations of one-to-many telephone, for example, during the travel of the Victorian Corvette, was a famous ship at that time to the Imperial Press Conference in Canada, journalists on board could enjoy wireless concerts amplified by a loudspeaker. And I found that he had this image, and it's an image of 1920, so travel Victoria to Canada for the press conference. And we can see here the loudspeaker, and this image reminds of more clear casting than telephone. But at that time, it was also the just fermentation on the one. So Burroughs was able to change the meaning of the experimentation in certain moments. Secondly, he continuously kept contact with the press, more and more worried about the possible concurrence of the one to the press. Finally, and uh, he aimed to professionalize this process. He hired artists and kept contact with gramophone records companies. He advertised concerts ever in advance. He had daily contacts with audience made at that time of wireless networks. Nevertheless, as the document clearly suggests, this professionalization of wireless telephones experience was only due to his personal engagement. It was not something in the government, in the government. Establishing when the Marconi company's management changed its 
time and started to consider her casting a profitable business is the last. Probably it was due to different reasons, and I think three reasons especially. The first one uh, was a change in the business model. After the first world war in the 1920s, my current company became interested in selling wireless equipment. Is a crucial Second, the other one, 1922, the post office changed its attitude towards broadcasting. By the way, in November 1922, BBC uh, was created. Finally, the company stopped fighting against the one-to-many nature of wireless, also from a technical point of Three reasons uh, for the change of mentality. What is sure is the fact that this change was slow and probably was not completely reached even when BBC had already been launched. Indeed, in December 1922, and again, the BBC was established in November 1922, and the uh, company was in the board of directors. Kouros wrote to the managing director of the company complaining that, and I quote, a definite policy as to what expenses may be incurred on this work has not been established yet, and the staff of his department was inadequate for regular broadcasts. So my this is my speculation, seemed to join the BBC almost unconsciously. And it was favorite in the business of broadcasting maybe by this man, Arthur Gross, the first man that understood the meaning of one to many wives in UK and maybe worldwide, depending on the dating of the famous radio musicals that are memory. It's not sure if it was written in 1916 or 1920, so maybe it was the first man to have this idea. And we have read together the words. Let's go quickly to the conclusion. Should be uh, should be okay. Uh, when the broadcasting options started to emerge after the First World War, Marconi Company had a typical point-to-point -point business model. Did not complain with post office because of his, his hesitation about broadcasting. Third, it was engaged in popularizing a new technology, the point on wireless telephone. Today we can think about this now. Broadcasting, in my view, was not the obvious outcome of point to point wireless telemetry and telephone, and resisting it was perfectly rational because the mentality of point to point companies or better was considering the macrophenomenon called media convergence started in the uh, 1980s, simply different from one to many companies. So managing the cell phone today is not like managing a radio station. Thank you for your attention. Thank you.